I can't think of a group who would be most wel- more welcome uh, in, in the, the home of the President. Uh, the, the reason this particular uh, event is taking place is because we're celebrating two important events. <clears throat> two important events that recognise the great hurt and trauma that was inflicted on so many of you by the neglect and failures of the Irish state to require accountability and exercise a duty of care to all those who were within institutions that they funded and for which they had a responsibility. The establishment of the Aslan Educational Support Centre, which is now named, <coughs> which was later renamed so appropriately to the memory of Christine Buckley, uh, is, uh, uh, is she had campaigned so tirelessly and with generosity for victims of institutional child abuse and the publication of the Ryan Report. And it's so, so appropriate that the Aslan Centre carries uh, her name. So, it's a slide on I have a cold at the moment, but that's all right. It's out of the key, Lauren Christine Buckley, out of Quidden, a Guvnadun, Natriha, Gumakora, the Creelor, Sakir Bay. May I just say that the Christine Buckley Centre is an important space, one that reminds us of the qualities that should and must lie at the heart of any functioning society. The two events we're celebrating then. One is about what should never have been allowed to have take place at the level of the state, and the other is about a place and a space that carries values that should have prevailed in any, in any place of care. The centre is inclusive, supportive and participatory. It allows for those who suffered abuse at the hands of the state the opportunity to give an account of their own individual and unique stories and to hear the stories of others who were also failed by a society that had clearly not lived up to its constitutional aspiration to cherish all the children of the nation equally. The Christine Buckley Centre is based on a sense of compassion, care and empathy and it has grown and developed through the legacy and inspiration of Christine Buckley and Carmel MacDonald Byrne's vision for positive change, a vision that was and is shared by all of those involved with the centre. The centre embraces those who have spent so much of their lives feeling vulnerable or excluded, allowing new futures to be imagined, new possibilities. And I'm very glad that Carmel is here today and that we, of course, remember Christine, all of us do, and her impassioned work on behalf of survivors of institutional abuse. It was that impassioned work and the courage and generosity and the daring that was necessary of so many others to speak out and fight for justice that led to an apology 20 years ago this month from our then Taoiseach Bertie Hearn on behalf of the state and all its citizens. 20 years ago, I, I should say, for that apology, there had been a long wait. I remember myself coming to Galway at 19 years of age and going on a visit to the Christian Brothers Institution in Lord Salt Hill and so forth. But I often think about, in a way, what the, the silence of those who accepted the, this situation and didn't speak out. 
I think when the Taoiseach of the day gave that apology, it was a critical moment in our shared history, a moment when your stories were eventually acknowledged and became officially written into the story of our nation. This is part of of Ireland's contemporary history, a very important part. The apology was a moment when at last we spoke as one voice in validation of the pain and hurt that was inflicted on so many of our young people. A moment when we committed to sharing your burden and a moment that ensured your experiences would be stitched into the common memory of a nation. And it is from those stories that much wisdom can be drawn including the realisation of the great harm that can be done when we do not remain vigilant, when we do not have the courage to question the status quo, fail to to identify or reject harmful versions of authoritarianism, of absolutism, whereby our silence we are in fact in collusion. And through your stories and the stories of other vulnerable people who had been entrusted to the care of the state and who are instead mistreated, Irish society was enabled, forced to look at itself unflinchingly, to see clearly the flawed premises on which it was constructed, the faults and weaknesses which have led to such a shameful lack of shared humanity. For it must be recognised as well that it wasn't only those who were administering these institutions, but those who were in the society and stayed silent bear the responsibility for for what took place. I think that in the course of the apology that was made 20 years ago, a commitment was made that we as a society would do all we could to address the great damage that had been inflicted on generations of children in the name of a state that after all claimed to be a democracy. All I have to say as President of Ireland is that fulfilling that commitment remains an obligation from which there is no escape and it should be fulfilled with enthusiasm and generosity. That commitment did, of course, see the establishment of a commission to inquire into child abuse, and 10 years ago this month, that's the second event, 20 years ago, the apology, 10 years ago this month, it published the report known as the Ryan Report, following which the Irish government undertook to ensure that all sex children, especially those who were most vulnerable, would be protected to the highest standard. I have to say on that as well, that when I was at TD in my other life, in my in, in young TD, talking about another investigation into abuse at institutions, when the minutes were missing, there was no account taken of the visit uh, uh, to, to, to a children's prison. And the secretary of the department wrote to the other secretary of the department saying, it would be better if this didn't come out. This was the suppression of information, which was vital if the state was to honour and respect the rights uh, of its children. I remember being appalled at the time, and I remember search being undertaken in the department to find was there any on the notes of the, the HEO who had been travelling along with the investigating lawyer to, to, uh, to, to, to keep details. But while progress has been made in this uh, decade since the publication of the 
the Rhine report, it is imperative that the state remain vigilant in fulfilling its obligation to protect all of our citizens. It is essential that we strive to learn from this period of history that was tarnished by silence, by a failure to listen, by an abdication of responsibility, and a, com a distortion of religious ideology that had very little to do with spirituality or the message of Christ from Nazareth. A refusal to hear and believe the tragic stories of those abandoned by the state to institutional care. But being positive, and I want to say this is very, very important in relation to the Aslan Centre in many ways. You, you possess a unique capacity to heal others by what you have been through yourselves. This is the healing that is available and that is possible through the conversations and through everything that goes on. <coughs> I think that there is a, that in general we have a, a we must renew our obligations to ensure that children in Ireland are valued in all their circumstances and are respected as equal citizens, as rights holders, as individuals who have their, their own stories, potential, and possibilities. And we must regularly ask ourselves the question about the different prospects that we open up every morning, every day, to children in different circumstances on this island. It is time to make an unequivocal commitment to say that authoritarianism will not be tolerated, that absolutisms, that era is over, and also that there is great generosities available. I remember when I'm looking back at some of the time when I was, I was born in, in, in Limerick and where my mother and father left Ratban, when it, four children who had, in fact, their father and mother had been killed in an accident. And the neighbours combined to take two of the sisters, one family, two of the boys, another family, so that they wouldn't have to go into an institution. And therefore, all the societies, all the people, all the farmers around, for example, in Connemara, who knew what was taking place in Letter Frack and all of the rest of it. It isn't anger I offer about any of this, but a sense of a great betrayal of what might have been a great republic that was inclusive. And that's why we have today to say, to, let's, let's do it all differently now. And let's do it all differently for children and for those who are in care in any sense. For if we are to shape a future for this country that will be a truly equal one, recognising the fundamental dignity of each and every citizen, it is critical that we continue to face these mistakes of the past and look at vulnerable citizens as... Think of what, how significant it was to leave somebody off at the gate or the door and then walk away. For a long, long time, we have been doing this in institutions in this country. It is easy then to look at the past and to say, well, that was then, or to blame institutional abuse solely on those who were in charge of the institutions, or the inspectors who didn't bother to inspect, or the people who didn't ask the questions. So I think we must realise, as Hannah Arendt said, evil thrives on apathy and cannot survive without it. 
Society is not an abstract concept. It is all of our vulnerabilities shared together. And today we share responsibility for all of our citizens who are vulnerable and defenceless, including the nation's children, as I've said. And your good selves, who carry in your own lives something to be proud of. You are great survivors, and you are great evidence of people who have moved on and reminding us of where we must go if we are to have a crafting a new version of ourselves that is truthful and honest, and that acknowledges all of those who are in how when we are in danger of repeating the mistakes of the past. And you, by coming here to Oris and Uthron, I cannot think of a group more welcome that I would like as President of Ireland to welcome, by telling your stories, encouraging others to share theirs, to speak. You've ensured that others remind you now and into the future and of the cruel regimes into which so many of Ireland's children were abandoned. And therefore, we commit ourselves to our duty to, co- to combat any discrimination or inequality in society. Inequal- removing inequality is not an abstract project. It is simply treating each other with decency, treating with each other and allowing each other to participate in our society with full respect. If I may just say my final, my last words in Irish, Spragan ship with Galeer, Le Urgud Mishnach, Agasan Octokata Agiselta, a Krohugotokas, Agasan Ekor, a Rinor of a Haru. Quidin ship a Guivna do not mortal, Vegoni Rarnara, Axclilish and Dulgasatarin, Shas of Latinat and Dinner, and Tirsha and Conan as Agasantin Lahas. By your courage and your great will to build lives of possibility and hope and to come here today to rise above the great wrong that was done to you, you are an inspiration and a reminder of all of us to remain vigilant and continue to pursue our common obligations to value and uphold human dignity, freedom, equality and to make a democracy. So I thank you for coming here. It's been a privilege to to meet you all and I so wish you well for all the days of your life that are to come. May they be happy and bright, and may you, in fact, having shared all of this and that, may it, in fact, may the rewards of it become in the peace which I hope you will all enjoy yourselves and those you love and those who care for you. Thank you very much.